0: This podcast is sponsored by Heyu, which is the home of the housewives. With all episodes and all seasons of the Real Housewives available to watch whenever you like over on Heyu, you, you can even start a free trial right now if you head to Heyu.com. And after that, it is only five ninety nine a month, which is like the price of a coffee. With no commitments, you can cancel whenever you want. December is here, and if you're Feeling like you need some festive vibes. Hey, has your back? For the first time ever, I'm so excited about this. We have a new Christmas movie inspired by the Housewives franchise and starring Kyle Richards, of course, of Housewives of Beverly Hills. The real Housewives of the North Pole. I can't, I can't. I've heard great things about this. I've heard about it. I think they filmed it in Salt Lake City, which is sort of a Housewives crossover too. Very excited to watch that. It will be exclusively on Hey You from Friday the 10th of December, getting you in the festive spirit. And if you just need more new Housewives in December, okay, I'm excited to tell you this. Okay, get ready. They're back. The Real Housewives of Orange County return to Hey You from Thursday the 2nd of December with Heather Dubrow in the mix. That's going to be amazing. And, and, Finally, after years of waiting, the real housewives of Miami are returning to Hayu on the 17th of December as well, which is what we'll need because it'll be cold then. So I want the heat from the Miami housewives to lift my spirits this December. It is all happening on You. Hey Check out hayu.com now for your free trial, and after that, it's only 5.99 a month. Hello and welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome back for another brand new episode with a guest, with a podcaster that I'm obsessed with, the one and only Lara Marie halls of Sexy Unique Podcast is here. We got into so much good stuff in this interview. Obviously, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Beverly Hills came up because they have been recapped in detail on Sexy Unique Podcast. We got into Vanderpump Rules, obviously, because that's kind of how that podcast started, and we I feel like we unpacked the life and times of Lisa Vanderpump and where next, because that is a big question, I think, for fans of Housewives in general. Like, what is Lisa playing at? And we got to discuss Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which was so exciting to do. I wouldn't usually say this, uh, but I do want to be upfront Uh, there was massive technical difficulties on my end trying to get this interview sorted that happened on the day that were kind of out of my control. So the interview is a little bit shorter than other chats I've had on the show in the last year. Now, Lara was amazing and delivered so much in the time that we did have. So I feel like you're going to really enjoy this one, but I do just want to apologise because it's completely my fault that this happened and Lara still just knocked it out of the park and was also so patient and so understanding about the mishaps that I was having on the day which I really appreciate because I have done interviews over the years where when something goes wrong the guest is not that accommodating so it was re- not for this show I should say I mean like in my career but I'm so grateful to Lara for her patience and her kindness in the interview because it was so much fun to get to chat to her and we still got to have a really great conversation so very excited for you to hear this without any further ado here is Lara Marie Shanehalls on Housewives and Me. My guest today is a writer, performer, a New York Times bestselling author and the genius behind podcasts like Saving Sex and City 3 and of course the iconic Sexy Unique podcast, Laura Marie Shainholz. Welcome to Housewives and Me.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here.
0: I am thrilled to talk to you. Honestly, the recaps you and Carrie have been doing of Housewives the last year have been an absolute 2021 highlight. So we'll get into all that. But, um, but first, how did you get into Real Housewives? Um
1: I think I got into it around the time that it started. I was always really deeply into reality television. Like I watched all the VH1 shows like Celebrity Rehab and Surreal Life mm-hmm. and then the dating shows that like spun off from there and then Housewives I feel like was the next logical progression and I kind of fucked with OC, but not super. But once Beverly Hills and like New York happened and the early seasons of Atlanta, I was like all in.
0: And in terms of, I mean, I know that you were kind of ostensibly recapping Vanderpump Rules first of the podcast, but like when did you make the decision to kind of integrate Housewives into Sexy Unique podcast as well?
1: Honestly, Vanderpump Rules started to get really bad and it became like a job to have to watch it and Mm -hmm. recap it. And even though I was committed and still remain committed till the bitter (laughs) end, I just needed something that felt really fun and funny to talk about. And so as I was podcasting more with Carrie it was like oh let's talk about this show let's talk about this and it just opens us up to all sorts of lols and new conversations so it just kind of happened organically
0: this has been a mammoth season of Beverly Hills and even as it was coming to end I was like I'm really gonna miss Lara and Carrie's recaps of it even though you were basically doing it for six months so how was it recapping this monster season of Beverly Hills
1: was so long but it went by really quickly like I think every episode was pretty great and the cast was each doing their like the cast was gelling in a way that it made it Mm. really fun to watch like time passed by quickly and it did not feel like we were doing it for that long even though we were and I think that's the sign of like a great show or that's at least what in my opinion what i've noticed if like if i'm enjoying it and enjoying talking about it then life is good
0: exactly and i mean obviously the story that like anchored so much the season was erica jane or as you and carrie call her, ej global
1: (laughs) yeah and that didn't hurt that there was like a crazy insane scandal like in the mix
0: and what was it like doing it week on week because i found it so interesting because sometimes you'd be talking about and i'd be like yeah this week i almost do feel bad for erica but then by the time i got to the reunion i was like no fuck her like i'm out this is too much
1: yeah i'm a real like roller coaster emotionally always when i'm watching these shows and like i don't really look into any sort of news beyond just what i'm seeing on tv so I kind of just go wherever the show takes me. And I, I like that about the podcast is that I can change my mind. Like one week I'm like, oh my God, like blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm also, I like to see all sides of any situation and like talk about it endlessly. So this season really provided that opportunity for me. And it's so weird because like now that the show is off the air, I find that I've like completely like, forgotten about any sort of erica jane scandal at all like someone recently was like what's the latest with that and i was like truthfully i don't know and i haven't even thought about it since then so it's just like it's crazy that something like that can just go away in my mind
0: i kind of almost prefer the way you're looking at because sometimes trying to keep up with the stuff when it's not on the show becomes, I'm shaky because the way it gets reported is via like Instagram accounts and you kind of feel like, I don't know if we're doing LA Times reporting here at like, ah, so-and-so. Like maybe you're better to dip out when it's not on the show.
1: Yeah, and it's also like, I only have so many hours in the day and I'm already devoting so many of them to like talking about these TV programs. So when it's like not on, my general choice is to just take a breather. Like I don't want to be every once in a while get tagged in something and I don't really miss like the huge things that go on but I'm not like trying to be connected to like the (laughs) bravo universe 24 7 not that it's like no shade to anyone who is like that's what it's there for and it's great for like diehard fans but like I need a disconnect and I like to I like to ingest all that kind of content as entertainment so when it veers outside of like Entertainment. I'm just less interested.
0: I mean, I'm curious if you're <laughs> glad of the break between you and Carrie of the Erica voice, which on your podcast really became like another character. I f- it felt like,
1: yeah, it's that. Like, I definitely feel. It's funny because a lot of people are like, I'm really going to miss like the EJ Global impersonations <laughs> like blah, 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 blah. I, yeah. and when a, an impersonation like goes so well for so long, it's fun, but it'll always be there. And like, I'm sure we'll be back next season or there's lots of like, like iconic things that I miss. I think I miss like the lack of Danielle Staub more than I miss EJ Global, to be honest, because that was like a real incredible like few months when we were recapping like early seasons of Jersey and I just miss Danielle all the time I think she's one of the greats
0: so who's scarier like Erica Jane in full EJ global mode or Danielle Stob?
1: Erica Jane for sure oh I
0: thought
1: you were gonna say Danielle <laughs> no I like get a kick out of Danielle like I she does not frighten me like she like I'm giddy when i see her get up to her (laughs) hijinks and ej global is like (laughs) her buy-in level to her own bullshit is absolutely shocking like i i too i believe that danielle kind of plays a character at some extent or like it i mean she's not she's like harmless at the end of the day you know and ej global is like far more sinister so she scares me a lot more
0: and it's also that thing I do get the impression that Erica like believes in her own victimhood in a way that Danielle actually doesn't or something like EJ really thinks the back of it. I'm the wounded one and you're so lucky that I'm here gracing you with my presence and it's like okay, relax.
1: Yeah, and I mean her her belief in her own victimhood harms people actually, I think or like can prevent like it has steeper ramifications than Danielle feeling like a victim, you yeah. know. So that's she becomes like the scarier one
0: i was laughing though because i know you said you don't follow too much of stuff when it's not on the show but you know for my sins i still follow erica on instagram and she's taken to sharing these like classic hollywood clips on her instagram stories and it's always some actress like ava gardner or somebody going "Well, honey blah blah blah," and i'm like there we go that's where your voice came from we know now like you're not even pretending anymore
1: oh totally she's trying to like mythologize herself in such a way that it it's like it's wild the audacity that she has to like continue down this road without it. it's just it's a little too much for me so yeah that's like also why i tap out like after the show because it's like a lot and i don't mm. want to just continue seeing it because i do think it's like really gross on some level
0: and are you is there anything that you kind of want to see next season or are you the kind of person where it's like when it starts it starts and it's like i'll like, i'm not gonna have any expectations to like get like a trailer
1: um. Yeah, I kind of keep expectations low. Beverly Hills, I. it's shocking that this season was so dramatic because usually I feel like they're arbitrating for months of like some tiny stupid thing that happened, which I like the minutia of their drama because it's just like it's just like a lot of wealthy women arguing about nothing. So that speaks to me. But I don't know. I, I feel like I have a hunch that next season won't be as good and it Mm. might even be like a flop season just because if all this Erica stuff kind of goes away and everyone just ignores it, then I don't know where you go from there. So, but we'll see. I'm not like, I don't, yeah, I don't put too much like stock into it. Like when the season's off.
0: And that's probably a good idea. I'm curious how you feel about this, because obviously you are still recapping Pump Rules, which is having a really weird current season, and former Beverly Hills star Lisa is still on Pump Rules, obviously, and her role in that show feels so arbitrary at the moment. Like, could you? would you want Lisa to go back to Beverly Hills, or are you kind of like, either way, I think she's past that, because what she's doing on Pump Rules is so, like, weird. I don't know, like, I feel like there's no place for her anymore.
1: Yeah, it's so weird, and honestly, beneath her, what she's Mm. doing on vanderpump rules but i would i would take her back on beverly hills i don't think that i don't see how she'd fit in organically Mm. anymore because there is no need for her on that show and it's the pump rules thing is weird i never watched her e show like i just feel like maybe her time has come and gone in a way
0: yeah it does it kind of which is a shame because in a way she is great tv but it's like when she's in the right show she's great tv at the moment it's like are you are you friends with the pump rules cast are you their boss like it's just such a bizarre vibe
1: yeah it doesn't feel real or grounded in reality Mm. whatsoever and so and this whole season feels like it's taking place in an alternate universe but not in a good way in like a really unsettling like uncanny valley kind of way
0: Oh my God, that's such a good way of putting it. Like, it's like they haven't acknowledged the elephants in the room of why they were off for so long. They've barely mentioned COVID, but like, yeah, it's weird. Watching it, I'm kind of like, what show are we filming? I feel like I'm watching three different shows all at once and none of them are particularly strong.
1: Yeah, and it's like, they they don't do a great job of like, You know on Summer House or even Winter House, it's like they come up with these theme parties and then they just like Mm. go hard and binge drink, but it does seem like they're really having fun and they're committing to the bit. Mm. And I can tell that that's what they're trying to make the Vanderpump Rules cast do. But like at the end of the day, they're all kind of lazy and this is never what the show has been. So you can tell that they're just like not that into it and they don't really like each other that much. And a lot of them don't even party anymore because they have babies or they're sober Mm. and it just doesn't make sense and then you have just lisa thrown into the mix randomly you have lala who doesn't feel like she fits in you have charlie who it's like they're trying to bring in but you also don't know why you're watching her and no one is Mm. like very compelling at the end
0: of the day do you think anyone from Pump Rules could like migrate to Housewives of Beverly Hills or even Salt Lake Sydney? Because it's been sort of mentioned and I could see like Sheena actually being a great real housewife in a way. I think,
1: I don't know about Sheena. I could see Sheena like having her own show eventually, like uh, that mm. follows like her life around with Brock or something. I could see Lala maybe being on Beverly Hills. She feels like she has yeah. that kind of pedigree or the look and the lifestyle. And I think that Beverly Hills would benefit from having, like, some young blood on the show. But I don't know. It kind of is – it was never meant – I don't think – I never watched Vanderpump Rules thinking that they were ever meant to do anything beyond just beyond Vanderpump Rules. So Mm. when they can exceed those expectations, I'm – happy for them but like i don't there's that ne- i don't necessarily care you know what i mean like i just wanted mm-hmm. vanderpump rules to continue on and it's like messy chaotic splendor for Twenty years, but all good things ha- must come to an end. So here we are. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're on the eighth year, and we're like, oh, it's not going to be much longer. My God, um, yeah,
1: I know it's been like three <laughs> flop years, and it's like, how much longer are you going to do this to people? <laughs> Namely, me. <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? Honestly, like this week, I was like, should I just skip a week and not like pod about it? But then I'm like, I can't. I don't know. It's like a weird. Promise I've made to myself
0: to see it through, but I feel like this is the show. Bravo should have cameras on you and your ethical agony every week. You're like, I just can't (laughs) do this anymore.
1: (laughs) Like the existential crises that I have had when Vanderpump Rules is in a bad season are like very (laughs) intense. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm telling you this was showing it um a show that is really far in all cylinders is housewives of salt lake city which you guys are recapping as well i yeah. want to ask you about the show but but first i have to i know that you recently went to salt lake city and did a podcast live show there so i have to ask what was it like being there
1: <laughs> it was actually so great i had never really spent time in salt lake city as an adult like when my i was little Uh, My aunt and uncle lived there, but I don't really remember like visiting them all that well. So Mm -hmm. it was great to go there. I loved it. Like I would 100% go back. There's so many places that I want to try, namely Valter's. And Mm -hmm. the show ended up being so much fun. The audience energy was insane. It was better energy than the LA show that we did. And we probably had half the amount of people. And like it was just like great. And the venue we were at, uh, the Metro Music Hall was so amazing like I would 100% go back there and I'm kind of even planning on like a winter trip to Salt Lake City because I loved it so
0: much oh my god and is it like did you see many like like Housewives of Salt Lake City style locations I know you didn't get into Vultures but like did you see stuff and go oh my god that's on the show
1: yeah we saw well when you come in from the airport you the one of the first things you see is a billboard for beauty lab and laser so that just felt like we're home you know what i mean and then (laughs) you're just like around and the city's so clean because i think it's run by mormons and they really run a tight ship over there
0: and (laughs) it just like it just felt nice to be there i really enjoyed it oh my god i mean we could see you on uh, we could see you on the show one day i'm just like it's a possibility
1: (laughs) i love that dream big
0: yeah, <laughs> so when you said I love that, my first thought was Queen Lisa Barlow, who I feel like you guys in your recaps really like get into the nitty gritty of Lisa Barlow. What is your I stance don't. on her?
1: <laughs> Fucking love her so much. <laughs> I love she that she <laughs> makes me so happy. Like just the delivery and her persona
0: and mm. everything about her. I just like live and breathe for more Lisa Barlow. And it's funny because there was a week, I think a couple of weeks ago, Carrie was like, I don't know if I like Lisa anymore. And you were like, no, I'm staying steadfast because she is kind of a mean girl. But I feel like that's what makes her so enjoyable as well Is she's kind of villainous.
1: Totally. She has it all. Like I, I, She just is so herself and is also really unintentionally funny. And I love when that happens with people. Like I have a real soft spot in my heart for people that like capture that kind of vibe.
0: You also talk quite a bit about, and it always kills me, Whitney and her sort of slightly, I mean, being polite, slightly robotic way of of talking. I mean, I feel like Whitney sort of turning in a corner as the gen stuff comes out because we're seeing like there is a bit of smarts there, but she is kind of like the ditzy one on the group as well.
1: Yeah, I like was definitely more appreciative of Whitney uh, as of last week's episode, like kind of am enjoying her and I'm getting to a place where I really deeply... Actually, yeah, I'm getting to a place where I'm enjoying every single person on the cast. I think their cast is, like, gelling so well. And Whitney is an essential part of the cast at this point. So, like, I accept her. She's not my favorite SLC housewife, but she's really fun to make fun of. And Carrie's impression of her truly puts me on the floor so i'm a fan for now
0: (laughs) for some reason sometimes the impression almost does become irish and i'm like i i know that version of whitney like i've probably went to school with her so yeah i know what you mean
1: yeah it is very irish at this point (laughs) it's taken on a life of its own
0: (laughs) it's traveled through the countries obviously jen's arrest like playing out in the show was the source of so much hype like do you think they kind of got it got it across in an exciting way? Like, were you happy with how it was? And I'm not happy, but like, did you enjoy seeing it unfold in the show? Because it is this hugely hyped up Housewives moment.
1: Yeah, I thought it was like, I loved seeing the the behind-the-scenes-esque action of the women Mm -hmm. finding out what was going on. And I'm glad that it's seemingly happening somewhat early on in the season so we can watch the aftermath unfold. And it seems like it's just going to continue unfolding as she goes to trial. So I hope she stays on the show.
0: I do too. And it's also that weird thing of like, (laughs) I mean, we've had it with Teresa on New Jersey, but like ethically you're like, I mean, yeah, stay on the show sis. but also I'm like, how 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 are you on the show? Like it is it's a, it's such a weird like mindfuck in a way.
1: Totally. And it's also really weird when as a viewer you're realizing that them being on the show is probably really hurting their family at a certain point, but yeah. it also becomes their only source of livelihood, so they're in this rock and a hard place but it's also kind of human in a way like that struggle or that Sophie's choice that they have to make. And I appreciate seeing flawed characters on TV. Like I don't Mm -hmm. want a show that's just like nice people arguing. Like I think we need, we need villains and we need a high, low mix. And that is historically what makes great reality TV. So I always root to have villains outstay their welcome on these types of shows.
0: I think Jen is somehow going to manage that. And um, (laughs) do you think that Meredith, as I call her marble mouth, like mumbling marks, do you think she do you think she tipped the feds off do you think she was just too busy like luxuriating in the bath as we saw on a recent episode like do you think mary did the zin on it
1: Uh, i have no idea i just like i literally just go by what they tell me and then i have like fans that will reach out and like tell me secrets about stuff but it's also like (laughs) i don't know who these people are and like i i like like getting the tea but i also i don't I don't hugely put that much stock into it, like outside of talking about it on the pod.
0: I also kind of feel like it suits Meredith to myth build that she's like this mastermind, but I'm like, I just don't see Meredith Marks like dialing FBI into her phone. And like, I just actually, when you really think about it, you're like, there's no way, but it's a fun, as you say, it's funny when they say on the show to like go down the rabbit hole for like 10 minutes and think, oh, maybe.
1: Oh, totally. I think Meredith probably just hates Jen and is, happy to see her stumble and like has is like a busy woman making her jewels and running her
0: store and like wearing
1: power blazers so
0: i don't know if she's like in cahoots with the feds i don't know why the phrase making her i can just see her been like i'm making my jewels i can just hear her saying that
1: yeah like god bless her give the woman some jewels and let her craft
0: (laughs) just let her craft This podcast is sponsored by HeyU, which is the home of the Housewives. Every season and every episode of All of the Real Housewives is available to stream or download right now on HeyU. And it is the only place you will get new episodes the same day as the US. No spoilers here because we are getting stuck straight in thanks to HeyU. You. you can start a free trial now at HeyU.com. And after that, it's only 5 99 per month, which is like the price of a cup of coffee. And there's no commitments. You can cancel whenever you want. Everything you could need Housewives-wise is on HeyU. Obviously, you recaps like, early seasons of New Jersey, seasons two and three earlier this year as well, and that's such a different era for Housewives. Like, those are explosive, iconic seasons, but also it's at a time when people were way less aware of cameras and, like, it felt a lot more raw. Like, going back to watch old episodes in a 2021, like, light... Were you surprised at how different it was or like did anything stand out to you?
1: Uh, I just I like how raw it was. And I feel like maybe social media has had something to do with making all of us like way more image conscious and has Mm. had a really negative effect on reality television specifically because there is just more awareness around the way you're coming across because like every day if you're on social media, you're seeing other people. Be that way or you're being that way yourself. So I yearn for the days of like just like blissfully unaware housewives. And I think that the feedback loop now is so immediate, like that that's another element of it too, where like a housewife could behave badly, but you know, Twitter was the only thing around, and Twitter wasn't like so huge. It wasn't like the scoldy way it is now. So Mm. they have a lot to worry about. But I love bad behavior. I just want people
0: acting up all over my TV. I crave that. I think you'd be an amazing producer. You'd be like, come on, guys. Let's just have a fight. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. It's like I would – I probably would be a great producer. But at the same time, I like having a distance from – like I would feel, I think, really badly about goading people into – behaving badly in a way like I like when it just happens for me and I get to be entertained by it
0: right and it was funny even because you mentioned on Salt Lake City the behind the scenes element and I loved how the last couple episodes around the gen stuff they left in what felt like kind of longer takes or less edited footage and just seeing a producer go are you really not going to go on the trip? And like, it's half like obviously reverse psychology and half like a producer going, please. Like, I really need these two days of filming to like, like seeing that was so interesting.
1: I think there should be more of that. And like, I don't know if you get the ultimate girls trip, real housewives show. Okay. So I watched the first episode of that last night and I was like, loving how they kind of break the fourth wall and talk about their experience on the shows and stuff. And I, I think that maybe that's the direction these programs need to move in because that does feel more authentic and real.
0: I thought the same and I was going to ask you about that because it felt like watching Ultimate Girls Trip that they are being honest about the show but they're also being honest about like you mentioned the self-awareness thing they're being honest about the kind of archetypes that they are or people see them as like it's funny seeing them all come together and who's watched two on the show previous or who knows via the fans what to expect of a certain person like you see them always confronting their personas and themselves in that i guess with their their peers even though they're not people they've worked with before
1: yeah and it's cool to like merge a bunch of housewives from different franchises and like take them on vacation put them in a mansion i was like this is genius and i was like laughing and Compelled, and I think it's a great format for the franchise, and it's a great way to incorporate past Housewives back into the mix because I know there are like fan
0: mm-hmm. that
1: people really want to see again, but they like don't necessarily make sense as like a cast member. So I hope that we get way more girls trips.
0: I know, like to the like I'm like you can give me two or three a year, particularly because they're shorter.
1: Please, they're short. It's like they are literally how many episodes is it? Seven episodes or something?
0: I think maybe eight, but at the moment it's in like each episode is a day and the amount of stuff they pack into one day is crazy.
1: Yeah, and like they're only on vacation for like a week or something. So I'm like, why don't we have 10 of these a year? (laughs) Like, (laughs) let's go, guys.
0: (laughs) You're like writing a letter to Bravo like... Cancel pump rules. Free up the budget for eight more of these girls' trip. Simple. Like
1: please, for the love of God, I beg them. Please release me. I'm literally the like monster in Independence Day. (laughs) That's like (laughs) release me is like my prayer that I say over and over to Bravo every day.
0: (laughs) I just love this too because you know, like particularly with fandoms and fan culture online, like if a show any show gets canceled now, there's immediately like a fan campaign for Netflix to revive it for six more seasons and you're the opposite. You're like, just end it, guys. Like, just end it. No,
1: please. I'm like, just bring the axe down. Like, they should have done it like immediately as things started going downhill. Like, if it had ended at season six, which I t- I truly think you don't need to watch the show beyond season six because mm-hmm. you won't get anything out of it. Like, that, those six seasons... Are like, I would sell them as a box set. You know what I mean? They're heritage, Mm. they're canon to like the reality TV genre. And it just is like they're sullying the legacy now, season after season, by doing whatever they're doing at this point. It's sad. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it, it truly is. Um this is a question I, I love asking guests and I I don't know I feel like you are going to really kill it on this one. No pressure. Um but if you were going to be on a house show and they asked you for your tagline, what would it be? Oh my
1: god. Wow, this is um <laughs> hard and I know that you had emailed me about this before and then I totally <laughs> put it in my back pocket and then never thought about it, but I will say um okay, let me think.
0: Okay. I did just think of one.
1: Uh, oh, what, what, tell me yours and then I'll tell you mine.
0: <laughs> so it's not like you could try. You could say, <laughs> I'm laughing. It might not be that funny. You can cancel Vanna Rules, but you can't cancel me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> that definitely gets thrown into the mix. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, That's like an option, an option. <laughs>
1: that's a great option. I think also like, Friendships are like a fine candle. I can light you up or I can snuff you right out. Something oh, like I love that. that. Yeah.
0: Oh. And like you could then have like a candle story in your first season, maybe like you're launching your candle or something. Oh, I love Oh, I
1: that. would be launching a luxury candle brand and they would be <laughs> prohibitively expensive and <laughs> there would be a lot of drama around the candles. And then it would be like, yeah, that's like my um (laughs) (laughs) metaphor for the way I treat the other women on the show
0: and it's also good because you're getting ahead of the criticism the other woman would have of you like that's very LVP
1: Mm -hmm. yeah learn from the best
0: (laughs) and I keep saying I keep saying I love that like as a phrase but I keep saying and thinking am I just Lisa Barlowing is that why I'm saying it so much
1: well you know it's so funny because like i've said love that for a long time so when lisa was on my screen and she was also a fellow love that i (laughs) thought i recognized her as a kindred
0: spirit (laughs) and i I knew she was one to watch yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's another question that kind of ties in actually to the girls trip thing but you know it's totally open-ended but you're having a dinner party tomorrow you're inviting five people from housewives can be housewives friends of hangers-on can be husbands whoever what five people are you having over and why
1: i would have meredith Mm -hmm. um because for obvious reasons i think she's really fabulous um i think luann because she makes me laugh um who else i would have karen huger because she also makes me laugh
0: Mm mm-hmm and she's candles too, so you could you could bond over candles.
1: Yes. I think we'd have a lot to talk about um <laughs> with the candles of it all. Let me think. Who else would I have? I would have maybe Adrienne Malouf, because she is like such a good businesswoman. I would want to learn from her and I miss her and I like mm-hmm. really miss her sparkly. Remember she had those like little sparkly extensions that she would put in her hair? yes um, yes <laughs> yeah i would uh, and i would ask her to wear those to the dinner and maybe also i would have seth because i would hope that he and meredith would feel kind of sexy and then i could have a threesome with them
0: <laughs> I mean, like from the start or on you're like
1: So, guys, are you guys open or? Yeah, I'm like, drink up. How did you? What what sexual things did you do to like get over the hump of your dying marriage? And how do you feel about a guest star in the bedroom? Would you like more wine? Yeah. (laughs) I'm just
0: because married this so like unfazed but like unexcited by everything her being like what please I mean that's a really that's an interesting question like she wouldn't be like yes you know what I mean
1: (laughs) yeah I think she would just maybe that's why I feel like she would go for it and I mean I think Seth would definitely go for it so (laughs) I can send everyone else home early and then keep them around for a nightcap
0: (laughs) that's the part two no one's ever suggested a nightcap part two with a dinner party so i'm impressed that you're you're pioneering in the space Mm -hmm. (laughs) in terms of other like housewife shows like are there any that you want to like get into or rewatch or maybe go back to or i'm I'm guessing with the podcast and the amount of stuff you watch maybe your race card is pretty full
1: you know i want to go I dipped out of New York and Beverly Hills for a while. So there's like three Mm -hmm. or four seasons of New York that I didn't watch and like a couple seasons of Beverly Hills that I didn't watch. And so I want to go back and watch those. But yeah, it's hard. It's like when the podcast gets really busy, I have something to watch most nights a week. And then when it's up to me and I just get to choose, like I'll usually choose uh, like an hour-long drama or something like not reality like as the whatever I'm watching on the side just for me
0: yeah because there is that thing like it's really fun to podcast about reality tv but then like you mentioned earlier you don't want it to just feel like your job where you're watching it because you have to like you want to still actually enjoy it as well
1: yeah so it's like I can't get too into it and it's funny because people are like have an impression that I watch so much Bravo and I'm like I really only watch like two or three shows like i'm not that well versed it's just like what i watch i'm really obsessed with and i always mm-hmm. want to keep it that way because i want my job to feel not like a job because that's the only way i can like work <laughs>
0: <laughs> no totally it's like it's so much fun but like it could become unfun really quickly
1: totally and so i'm trying to keep the fun to unfun ratio like a 10 per- like a 90 percent to 10 percent i feel like i've done a pretty good job of that so far
0: i think i think you have um in terms of like obviously you recap like this year you've recapped shows that are airing currently but like this week you and carrie are recapping amazon's tampa bays and i didn't watch the episode of the show but i listened to you guys talk about it and it was really funny like what's like how do you decide with either yourself or carrie or with guests like what shows to do? Is it based on audience feedback or do you just go, I think I'll have fun with that. So I want to talk about it.
1: Um, a lot of people had messaged us being like, you need to watch the show. You need to watch the show. And then I heard about it enough and watched an episode and like I'll, Carrie and I will text or suggest, um, shows to watch, but we really have to both feel like we have thoughts or something to say. And then Mm -hmm. we have to both want to like watch the whole season. So There's some stuff that, like, he's really into that I'm like less enthused about, or I'm really into that he's less enthused. So it really is like when we both can come to a place where we're like, wait, yeah, we have a lot of feelings about this. And I feel like we could do it for X amount of episodes and really enjoy it. That's like the sweet spot. And also, it's like we don't get a lot of like queer content in the reality space, like at the moment. So I felt like let's like celebrate. And they, I mean, I think that like, lgbt people deserve to be made fun of just as much as straight people do so i was like <laughs> yeah. let's do it let's just like roast these lesbians
0: <laughs> that could be your next tagline <laughs> let's roast these lesbians <laughs> <laughs> that's your season two. your second season totally <laughs> yeah season two you move to florida you join the tampa bays so you're like let's get these <laughs> <laughs>
1: let's get Uh, these lesbians panties in a twist yeah i can be like the (laughs) older the older bisexual who moves to tampa and really like shakes things up
0: listen that's your producer hot talking because that's a great idea (laughs) (laughs) and before we go i do want to ask you if people want to check out check yourself out online or check out your work where can they find the show and all that good stuff
1: You can find Sexy Unique podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, basically anywhere podcasts are broadcast. And you can listen to my other podcast, Saving Sex in the City 3, um, everywhere as well. And then if you're a real head and you want to go super deep, I used to do a podcast called Babe that has a lot of episodes. They're also on Amazon or not Amazon, uh, Apple, Spotify, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So you can listen to those too and follow me on Instagram at Lars Marie. And I think that's like where pretty much everything is that I do.
0: And there's a Patreon, right? Because I know that you kind of do bonus eps, and there's ad free episodes as well.
1: Totally. Yeah. And if you're if you're really into the podcast, you are sick of ads and you want bonus episodes. I release weekly bonus episodes and there are Patreon patron only recaps of seasons one and two of Vanderpump Rules um, as well. So there's just like so much bonus content and it's only six dollars a month. So it's a pretty good deal.
0: Oh my God, that's a bargain. Okay, listen, lots of great stuff for people to check out if they haven't already. As a huge fan of stuff, particularly the last year, it has been an amazing companion to like a very weird year. Lara, thank you very much for coming on Housewives and Me.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Connor.
0: That was Lara Marie Shanehalls on Housewives and Me. You can find sexy, unique podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. They are recapping Salt Lake City at the moment. They're doing hilarious recaps of this show called Tampa Bays, which is a show about a group of lesbians in Tampa and Florida. That I haven't even watched the show yet, but the recaps are so good. And of course, they're still covering Vanderpump Rules, even though Lara, I think Lara is struggling with this season and I, I can't blame her. But I always appreciate when podcasters stick with the slow season of a show because I'm like, I need you to guide me through this. So I'm glad that she's doing that. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts. I'll put links to listen in the show notes, links to find Laura on Instagram as well. And of course she's two other podcasts you can check out, Babe and Saving Sex in the City 3. So by the end the end of this episode, maybe you're a Lara fan and you wanna go deep dive all her work. I think you should check her out. She's amazing. If you liked what you heard today and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, ratings and reviews really help the show find new people and get word of mouth out there. Please consider doing that if you can. You can find the show on social media at Housewives and Me, is where you'll find us on Twitter and Instagram. And should you want to follow me, it's Connor Bean on both Twitter and Instagram, is where you'll find me. Links to all that are in the show notes for this episode. So until next time, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. This podcast is sponsored by Hey You, which is the home of The Housewives with all episodes and all seasons of The Real Housewives available to watch whenever you like over on Hey You. You can even start a free trial right now if you head to you.com and after that, it is only 5 99 a month, which is like the price of a coffee with no commitments. You can cancel whenever you want. December is here and if you're... Feeling like you need some festive vibes, Hey You has your back. For the first time ever, I'm so excited about this, we have a new Christmas movie inspired by the Housewives franchise and starring Kyle Richards, of course, of Housewives of Beverly Hills, the real Housewives of the North Pole. I can't, I can't. I've heard great things about this. I've heard about it. I think they filmed it in Salt Lake City, which is sort of a Housewives crossover too. Very excited to watch that. It will be exclusively on Hey You from Friday the 10th of December, getting you in the festive spirit. And if you just need more new housewives in December, OK, I'm excited to tell you this. OK, get ready. They're back. The Real Housewives of Orange County return to Hey U from Thursday, the 2nd of December with Heather Dubrow in the mix. That's going to be amazing. And and finally, after years of waiting, the Real Housewives of Miami are returning to Hey U on the 17th of December as well, which is what we'll need because it'll be cold then. So I want the heat from the Miami housewives to lift my spirits this December. It is all happening on HeyU. Check out heyu.com now for your free trial. And after that, it's only 5 99 a month.